0: Indian Territory, 1905. There was no place left to hide. It was sheer luck that he had managed to elude his pursuer for most of the day, anyway. He didn't know the country as well as his hunter did. Even if he had, there was no one within a hundred miles who would be inclined to help him. He thought he had been going in circles through woods, up and down hills, and through gullies, across open spaces crawling through brush and grass that moved like silk but cut like razors, behind rocks, following weedy creek banks, slogging through mud. Now he was trapped, boxed in at the end of a dry wash. The walls of the gully were severely undercut, forming a ledge that loomed out about fifteen feet over his head. The bare dirt was full of roots, and for an instant the man held a dim hope that he could use them to climb the awkward angle— but every root he grabbed pulled free, and every toehold crumbled under his weight. He only made it up three or four feet before the sandy clay gave completely away, and he landed on his back with a thud, knocking the wind out of himself. From his new perspective, his eye fell on a small cave-like indent in the bank under the overhang that was partially hidden by a small stand of young chokecherry bushes, He scrambled onto his knees and crawled behind the bushes that pushed up from the dry creek bed. The opening was maybe three feet high and a little less wide, barely deep enough that he could be able to wedge himself into it. Perhaps it had been washed out by an eddy the last time water ran in the wash, but he thought it more likely that some critter had dug it for a night's shelter. It was a desperate last effort, but he was grateful for the chance. He could already hear his pursuer moving toward him through the brush. He struggled to catch his breath, to regain some semblance of control over himself. He had never been so terrified in his life, even when he was fighting the Apaches in Arizona. At least he hadn't been alone then. He was drenched in flop sweat, his eyes stung with it. Even if his pursuer hadn't been such a competent tracker, he could probably smell the reek of fear— the man's jacket and pants legs were covered with stickers, mud, stained with who knew what. The gnats and noceums were eating him alive. He sighed at the rueful realization that it was his own fault that he had come to this pass. He never could leave well enough alone. If he had never come to the Indian Territory, he wouldn't be in this mess. If he'd never left the army, if he'd never left Ireland, Hindsight wasn't going to help him now. He drew his revolver and waited. His pursuer broke through the brush and stopped dead. He was holding an axe in his right hand. The hunter's eyes were aflame with hatred as he looked directly at his enemy, hunkered down behind the shrub. The man in the hold twitched. A movement in the brush drew his eye. He realized with shock that the boy had followed them. Cruel. The man leaped to his feet, and his pursuer sent the axe flying through the air end over end. Jesus, he shrieked, just as the axe took off his ear and embedded itself in the cliff wall. His pursuer let out a whoop of triumph and drew the six-gun from the holster strapped to his hip. Trapped like a rat! But he'd be damned if he was going to die, cowering in a hole. The man was shaking so much that it was a miracle he was able to stand... He closed his eyes, leveled the pistol, and pulled the trigger.